Good night. Welcome back to another episode on the podcast. It's been a while since I've been last here. Uh, well, I haven't been here for a while. Ramaja has been somewhere that they're very familiar with. The Champions League final, winning their 14th Champions League in dramatic fashion. I mean, at the start of the season, who actually would have thought Maja would have went this far in the Champions League to win it? Nobody had us as favourites to win it. I sure don't have us as favourites to win it. But it's not the fact that we won it. It's in the matter that we did it. The teams we defeated to win Champions League. Every game was dramatic to the end. Against PSG, they were down 2-0. Came back with like a 15-minute span. And Benzema had trick through to the quarterfinals. They played Chelsea. Magnificent first leg. Second leg was kind of poor. Came back, won that in dramatic fashion through Rodrigo and Benzema. Then the Man City game was the most dramatic of them all. After Man City scored, I was like, you know what? In the second leg, I was like, we, we did well to get this far with this team. I can't really complain. But then when Rodrigo scored in the 90th minute, a part of me was like, can I do this again? After doing this in both matches against PSG and Chelsea, I was like, can they really do this? And a minute later, it happened. I want the extra time we go, and you just felt that my managers changed. Like you knew Real Madrid was gonna win this again against City and go to the final. And then when they got to the final, I had no doubt in the back of my mind that Madrid would have won this final. You know why? Because as I always say, Real Madrid don't lose Champions League finals. And I always said, I know how Liverpool are gonna play. They're gonna press the football for the first 20 to 30 minutes. They're gonna press, put it under pressure. Once you sort this pressure up and get it to halftime, 0-0, zero, zero. even if it was 1-0 down at halftime, I said, you know what, we still have a chance. And it was 0-0. Zero, zero. And it upsets Vinicius Jr. At that age, they had the confidence to take over Chalmers E. Funny the way he did. As the commentator said when he scored his goal, he said, Mbappe, who needs Mbappe when you have the rising star in Vinicius Jr.? And the funny thing about it is the week before Mbappe announced he's still at PSG, which was a shocker to the world. And I was saying to myself, uh, with this with this mess with Mujer's brain, like would this kill their confidence for the final, bring their spirits down? Or would it motivate them harder to go and win the Champions League and show the world we don't need Mbappe to win the Champions League. We can do it without him. And I guess it motivated them. For me, this is probably the greatest run by any football team to win a Champions League. I'm not saying that because I'm a Madrid fan. I'm saying that because it's fast. To beat PSG, to beat Chelsea, the defending champions, to beat Manchester City, the defending champions in England, and then to beat Liverpool, that is four quality teams. And don't forget, they won their two games against Inter Milan in the group stage. All this happened after also losing to Sheriff at home, which was probably the most embarrassing defeat we ever had. But you take that defeat, you turn it into... What do they call it? You turn it into motivation. That's what we did. Some people might say we were lucky. Guess what? I don't care. You ride your luck until it runs out. <laughs> and it never ran out. We rode our luck right through to the Champions League final. I won it for the 14th thing. Are we going to win it this year? I mean, once again, we aren't the favourites. It's like every single year, we're never the favourites. Even the team who wins this competition the most, who won this, this, this trophy the most, is never the favourites, which I never get. But it's okay. I like us being the underdogs. I like us being fourth and fifth to win Champions League favorites to win it. It's fine. That's how I like it. 
We didn't have us win it last season either. And look what we did. Beat four top teams. And now, Benzema finished the season with what? 42 goals in La Liga and Champions League. He for sure is getting the ball and door. If he doesn't get ball and door, this has to be the biggest robbery in the world of football. For me, there's not even a discussion. There, there shouldn't even be a second or third place. It's just be Benzema first, second and third. Because he was the stand-up player up in Europe last season. For Real Madrid, even for France, he did well. As they won the Nations League. To me, he was probably their best player in the Nations League. But in the Champions League and La Liga, he was clearly heads above everybody else. So he has to, for sure, win the Ballon d'Or this year. As far as this season goes, um, the transfers we made, Chouameni and Rudiger, I like both of them, to be honest. I, like, I think Rudiger is a solid center, but I think he should be starting for us. Somehow he should be starting for Madrid in the battling. I don't know how Carlo will work it out. I don't know if he wants to go with Militao and Rudiger and Alaba at left back or rotate Militao and Alaba, which I don't really agree because you don't want to keep rotating center backs. You need, you know, partnership and understanding. But he seems to be rotating these three guys to start the season. I think the game against Aspanio, he had Alaba, Rudiger and Militao in the back line. And then yesterday's game, he had Militao and Alaba and Rudiger in the start. So I'm assuming Rudiger's going to play Tuesday against Celtic. That's, my, that's just my assumption. But um, I think he was a very good pickup, Antoine Rudiger. He's from a Champions League winner with Chelsea. So he knows what it takes to win. He knows how to play on the big stage. Strong, fast, physical. Just what you need in any centre-back. Also, many. he's a young so He didn't win anything yet in his career, but he he has a, a, a good career ahead of him. I saw him for the first four games this season. I like the way he plays. He isn't Casemiro, but he is. He's a he's a he's a big boy. He's a a, a strong CDM that we need. He's a very very good pass of the ball. I like his composure. He's very composed. He doesn't look flustered and and and, and nervous. He's just tackle, look up, make the pass. He makes football. He makes his position look easy. He's by no means Casemiro, but give him time. We lost Casemiro. That's a big loss, to be honest. I'm not going to lie, but at 30 years of age, for the kind of million, for the kind of, sorry, for the kind of money matches United were paying for Casimir, a 30-year-old, we knew we had backup in too many. So it's like, you know what? We can take the money and let him go. He'd be missed, though. I will always have love and respect for Casimir for what he did for my club. For the most years, he was at Madrid. He, for me, is a Madrid legend. Always will be. I have no issue towards him moving on. And taking his talents to Old Trafford. Is it for the money? I don't know. It's not my concern. But right now I'm just dealing with what's going on with my squad. And I think Chouameni would do very well as a backup for Casemiro when he left. Chouameni in the midfield. He still got Modric. He still got Kroos. Cavavinga. Valverde. So, you know, the midfield is good. He lost his score. Marcelo obviously, you know, left the club because they didn't want to renew. So we lost a few good players, but we didn't really lose it that much because we always had players to cover in those positions. Not that we lost Benzema or Vinicius and we didn't have anybody to cover for them. So we got to see how the season go. Um, as far as La Liga goes, we played four, won four. Perfect start to the season. 
12 points, top of the table. Barson second with 10. I think Villarreal also has 10 points. So this should be a good La Liga champion. I think it'll be more competitive this year based on the um, transfers that Barcelona made. I think Barcelona made good deals. I mean, I don't know how they got it done, but that's not my area of expertise, you know. They bought in Lewandowski, top striker, probably one of the best top two, three strikers in the world. They bought in Rafinha, good player, they have Dembele. They really, really improved their score. They went and got Koundé, Marcos Alonso, so they have a nice little back line. I think they will compete this year in La Liga and make it tough for Madrid. Javi has an idea how he wants his team to play, so... We got a... The way we started the season, we didn't start by... I honestly like the way we played yesterday. Like I saw guys making runs in behind, which I've been asking for for a long time. Show some effort in, in, in the attacking area. We have some guys making runs in behind. They don't always get the ball, but... I like the effort. Because when I watch Barca play versus the way we play Barca, you know, they usually have their style of football. It never changes. It's just tiki-taka, tiki-taka. So... We got to make sure... We keep this energy, keep this momentum going. Because I think we play Barca next month. That won't be an easy game. It wouldn't be a tidy decider, but it'd be a statement for the team who gets to win. You know, but it's good we have competition in La Liga again. Two good strikers in Benzema and Lewandowski. So, just got to see how La Liga goes. Uh, oh, before I move on, they also won the European Super Cup against Eintracht Frankfurt. Remember, they had a very good season. As far as winning trophies, Frankfurt, it's kind of an easy game. Frankfurt didn't really do much. They had the chances in the first half, like a one-two chance that they should have scored. They didn't. And then we took our chances, and that was that. So, as I said, we got to focus. I think we have a very good squad for this season. I still wish we had backup for Kareem Benzema, but... Unfortunately, we didn't get anyone on the transfer market. I guess we probably were contented with having Hazard as a false nine or Mariano as a number nine, which I don't really agree with. But perhaps I said Carl is a coach, so he knows best. But I mean, if Benzema says fit, I don't see why we can't compete on all ends for every trophy. Because it's like, to me, he is the best number nine in the world. Hands don't work now. But with the World Cup in November, the Club World Cup, the Copa del Rey, all these trophies is like, that's my only worry of not having enough cover for Kareem Benzema. Like everybody else have cover. Barca even kept the pie. They have Lewandowski. They got Fati. They got Dembele. They got Rafinha. They got enough cover for Ran Torres. So they have cover. I'm not worried about my flanks. They have Vinny. I have Rodrigo. Sometimes he puts Valverde de Asensio. My only issue is a backup for Benzema. I thought we should have gone in the market and get somebody. Somebody who's better than Mariano. But you know what? I'm not going to judge Mariano. This is a new season. He hasn't played a minute yet of the season. So, we'll see how it goes. Maybe he comes good. You know, get some some goals in Madrid. I haven't really seen Hazard that much. After the Celtic Vigo game, I think it was, where he missed a penalty. That was it for him. I haven't seen him for the last two games. I got to see now this is midweek football in Champions League. So, you know, as I get some minutes, I can't see him playing Celtic and then playing Mallorca and not giving Hazard no minutes because that would be crazy to me. Like, you need to 
or at least rotate a little bit. You just can't run guys to the ground in the first month and a month and a half of the season. That doesn't make any sense to me. He's rotating the defenders. Like sometimes Alba plays left back, sometimes many plays left back. Vasquez and Carvajal getting rotated. And as I said, he made the center back trio of Rudiger, Militao, Alba. They're getting rotated. As far as true many go, he hasn't gone to rotate it yet. I don't know if he will. I mean, people like him are not worry about he's young. But, I mean, you don't want to break him down early in the season. But, I mean, I guess he could play back-to-back -back games easily. Modric might get rotated on Tuesday as he started. And Kroos didn't. He might play Modric, Kroos, maybe Valverde in the midfield. Because Valverde didn't start either. So, I'm not too sure. I mean, he will know his best 11 for important games. But... Just go away and see how the season go. In the Champions League, we got Celtic, uh, Leipzig, and Shakhtar Dinesh. Shakhtar again. This is the third year in a row playing Shakhtar. But it is what it is. We got to play Celtic at Celtic on Tuesday. That's going to be a kind of a... I honestly think that's going to be our toughest away game in the group stage. It might sound funny, but it might be our toughest away game in the group stage. Because playing Celtic and having a part with that crowd is never easy. Is that the crowd is right there by the, by, by, by the field. Like you can hear everything they're saying. So we need, to, we need to come up with some urgency. We need to play very, very solid 90 minutes. I don't want to start the Champions League with a draw or a loss. We need to start with a win. Because once we win against Celtic, our next two games against Leipzig and Shakhtar are both at home. Win those two, beat Celtic in the first, in the first match day, that's nine points. Nine points is 95% guaranteed to go through the next round. Even though everybody said this is an easy group for Madrid, uh, this is an easy group, Madrid got an easy group. They should, they should be a kid walk. There's no kid walk in the Champions League. As you've seen last, so we played Sheriff at home, and what happened? We lost. There's never a kid walk in the Champions League. We need to take everybody seriously. Do we think we would do what we did last year and, and write our lot against those four, four teams in knockout stages? I don't know. You never know. We got to see how it goes. We got to see by February how we are playing, how our opponents are playing. Do I think we can get like uh, uh, PSG again or City? Hopefully, we don't get such tough teams in the round of 16 and quarterfinals again. But as I always say, you know, you got to beat the best teams to win a competition. So, we did it last season. I don't see what we can't do it again. But, as I said so far, so good. Started the season well. Hopefully, boys keep it up. We got to play Celtic Tuesday. And then we got Mallorca at home on Sunday. And I think after that is the Madrid Derby at Atletico Madrid. So, we got some tough games coming up. I mean, Carlo will know how to handle the situation. I hope, hopefully, we get to see some kind of... Like, like, I don't know, the resurgence of the oil hazard. I've been asking for it for so long. I saw a little bit of it in the preseason game he played against Juventus. But I didn't see enough. But I hope he gets some more minutes, you know, to at least come good a little bit. Because anything we get from Hazard right now is a plus to me. I um, just want to talk a little bit about the Premier League. This has just been a roller coaster so far. Like, the way United started to where United are now. Like, to start bottom of, the, bottom of the league, zero points from two games. 
Then a few transfers come in, Casemiro and Anthony and the Martinez kid starts alongside Iran and it just like it just changed the way you know they play, the momentum, the confidence. They won four in a row and they beat some good teams. They defeated Liverpool. They defeated Arsenal today. They defeated Southampton at Southampton, which is never easy. And Leicester, well, you know, Leicester's not playing that well this season, so that's a given. But you gotta give credit where credit is due. When they were when they were last in the league, they were always making fun of them. Saying, you know, they they're not gonna get Europe top four. They might gotta play Europe again. They, make, they was making fun of them. Now they've been in the Europa League, you know, but now not in the top six now and cruising. They have twelve points from the first six games. I think Arsenal has fifteen, City has fourteen. So it's a it's a it's it's a it's a a tight start to the season so far. Liverpool hasn't been playing that well. Like they got they they got luck against Newcastle. They drew against Everton. So Liverpool I mean they have a lot of injuries. So I can't understand why they aren't really getting the the results or playing the kind of football that they usually play because it's like when you don't have Thiago and Darwin is suspended for three games stupidly getting a straight red card so it's like when you missing a lot of your players especially in the midfield area where that Liverpool driving force I can understand why in a way they, they, they're not really playing with the urgency and the hunger that we're used to seeing but I'm assuming once they get their players back and they just stay in the mix for the title it'll be they'll be up there fighting for the top to top three arsenal today they didn't play bad you know that arsenal for some reason this season is like they keep showing this fight back spirit like every time they go down a goal they always come back like right away like they're not giving up i like to see that because i was in the situation last year with arsenal arsenal was just in cool. it's more last year like, okay we lost we lost we really win but this season is like they're fighting. But I guess today, you know, they couldn't do much. You know, because United hit them on the counter for the first, for the last two goals. They were on the counter. Actually, all three goals were on the counter, to be honest. But, you know, it happens. They're still leading the league. Today, so, would they maintain it? I still think the league is City still win. Because on paper, City has the best squad. And I know people say football isn't played on paper. When it comes to actually playing football, I think City plays the best football in the Premier League, probably in the world, the way they play. I mean, setting up Erling Haaland, I think that just puts him over the hill. My honest opinion, I think this is the one that I can actually say they should be favorites to win the Champions League. If the squad they have, like they have a ex probably the best 11 in the world of football Manchester City has on paper. They have world-class players all over. Then the addition of Erling Haaland, he has 10 goals. In his first six games. That's the most goals by any player ever in the, in, in, in the Premier League to start. That is crazy. This is a young man. Built like a big boy. And he's just bullying teams in the Premier League. Hat trick after hat trick. You got back to back hat tricks in the league. So, between him and Darwin Nunes, Darwin Nunes hasn't really, I think he only scored one goal against Fulham. But he was suspended for three games. So, we let it slide, but he needs to pick it up. But, Erlen Haaland is just an absolute monster. And his services can get behind him from Foden to, to Bernardo to Mares to Kevin De Bruyne is like he's gonna have a few days scoring goals in Premier League. He's gonna enjoy life in Manchester. 
that's why I'm excited this year again for the Premier League. I live, what I like with the Premier League, like it has four and five good teams that can actually fight to win the trophy. Because Tottenham is quietly right now in the top four. And people aren't really speaking about them. But I'm closely watching them. And they're close. They're right now in the top four. And they two are playing good football. They're getting results. Because I think that's what Anthony Conte cares about. They don't really care about the way they play. All they care about is getting the results. Which any coach would care about in football. But Tottenham right now are quietly just making some sort of noise in the Premier League. They're not at the top like over here. But they're right there saying, if you guys slip up, we're ready to take over. But as I said, I still think it's City's trophy to win. I don't see these teams being better than City over an entire, se over an entire season. Not even Chelsea. Not even with the additions they made with getting Aubameyang and Koulibaly and Fofana and Zakaria. These aren't bad additions. I think Koulibaly and Fofana is too good because it's in the box. Aubameyang, we got to see how he goes back in England. I don't know if he wanted to leave Barca, but Barca was like, you know, we got to get rid of some guys off the books. So, like, you got to go. Try to ship out the young, but the young wasn't having it. But, I don't know, you know. You got to see what Chelsea go. Chelsea didn't play well. I, the only game Chelsea played well this season to me was against Spurs. Every other game, they were mediocre. Even the game they won yesterday against West Ham. They were mediocre to me. They barely beat West Ham 2-1. But somehow the goal disallowed to me that shouldn't be disallowed. I don't think it was a foul on the goalkeeper, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't know if there's any rules in the law that you can't touch a goalkeeper. I don't know how these rules really go. But, yesterday Chelsea didn't really play well yesterday against West Ham. They aren't playing well at all. I don't know what it is. When Tuchel first came to Chelsea, he had them running, playing good football. Now it's just like, I don't know if he's got any time to gel because obviously he's a new attack with Sterling. Then you had just bought him for Fana. I mean, I guess I'll have to get him a, 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 a pass and see how they are when they are full strength. Because I'm assuming full strength is Aubameyang, Sterling, and then you have the Mount and, and Jorginho and the Batlings. I think i give him a chance when they see them at full squad, at full strength, sorry. But to me, already top teams in England, they're probably playing the worst football right now. I don't like the way they're playing at all. Their football is just boring, like lust. It's just like, if they don't have Reece James and Cucurella on the flanks, I don't know, I don't know where, where, where their service will come from. Because it's not coming from nowhere else. They really aren't playing that well this season, Chelsea. I must say. I don't know. I always thought Tuchel was a good coach. But now he complained a lot. He complained about his players. He got in the, the same day. And this and that. And it's, it's all kind of excuses. I'm just like, just coach. You never want to complain. You in the Champions League. And you didn't complain. Just play the, just just coach your team and give the kid Broha some play. He had a good season last year with Southampton. This time I don't understand some, some coaches. You don't play a kid, you loan him out to another team. They have a good season on the other team. And then you bring them back to your team and just sit them on the bench to rot. That doesn't make any sense. The reason you send them out on loan is to get experience, to play, confidence, to understand the league. And then when you see, you know what, he had a good season with Southampton. Bring him back to Chelsea and give him play. Why are you playing Sterling as a nine? Let Sterling play. Sterling, Sterling's best position is out on the flank. He has pace. He's a good runner with the ball. Sterling was never a great finisher. He could finish, but he's never a great finisher. Don't put him there. Put him on the flank. Let Broha play up the middle. And see how it goes. For me, it's like, 
Borja's a big boy. He's good in the air. You can imagine Cucurella service, Sterling service, Reese James service off on the flank. Like, just give the kid a chance. For some reason, he just doesn't ever play this kid. I'm hoping that maybe in the Champions League or in the league over the weekend, he gives him some, some minutes to see what he can do. But I don't think he's going to do that well. He's just using Sterling as a number nine. Because Sterling isn't that dude for being a number nine. I, mean, I like Sterling. I'm not saying he's a bad player. But he's not a number nine. He's not a natural finisher. He's not a Harry Kane. He's not a Haaland, a Lewandowski. He's not this kind of guy. He's pace and he can finish sometimes. But he's not consistent with his finishing. Just put him out on the flank. And that's okay. Everybody in the world football is not a finisher. There are not a lot of wingers who are really great finishers. There's not a lot of Salahs in the world. Or like a lot of Manes in the world. Or Luis Diaz. There are some guys that just like playing on the flank to do the job. Hakim Ziyech is a player who like playing on the flank to do his job. Yeah, Mars is finished, and Mars is not known for his finishing like that. Sterling is the same way. Ferran Torres is the same way. These guys are fast. Use them on the flank. They could dribble, they can get past defenders. Let them do what they're best at. You put a Sterling at number nine, it's not going to happen. That's the way you, you kind of struggle. I won't understand if you're doing that, if you had no other options. But the fact that you have Bra and not using the kid makes no sense to me. Because then what are you going to do? You going to put a bomb at number nine now? And put Salah on the flank. Because I think Obama would rather play on the flank also. So I mean. We'll see how that goes. But. That's for him to figure out. My main concern is. My guys. The 14 time. European champions. Some good saying it doesn't it? Sit with me. 14 time. European champions. Oh my boy. Who would have thought huh? That was probably the best day of my life. To just see my guys lift a trophy. And I'm not dissing Cristiano Ronaldo. But to deal without Ronaldo shows that this is not a warm-ass squad. This is all about team effort. Now the question is, can we repeat it? Usually when they win one, I don't want to say usually, but recently when they win one, they go back to back. But the good thing about it is, every time we get to the final, that I've watched, we don't lose. Hopefully they, they keep that up. Keep the momentum going. And we'll see how it goes this, this, this year in La Liga. Also in the Champions League. As I said, tough game on Tuesday against Celtic. Hopefully they come up with a win. We'll see. But um, with that being said, I hope everyone enjoy this episode. I know I was gone for a little while. I apologize about that. I was a little busy. But I'll be back each week to give you a recap. What's going on in the world of football in Europe? Have a wonderful night. Peace. And we out.